Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you on this uh, Tuesday morning. Well, two days removed now, and it still stings. It still hurts a lot. We'll talk about it, obviously. I'll tell you this right out of the gate. I actually feel worse today than yesterday. I don't quite know why, but I do. Um, we'll continue to dissect the Super Bowl 57 loss by the Eagles. What went down, how it went down, and what it all means. And all of it with you on the phone lines at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Joe. Hey, John. The ancient Romans thought eating butter was barbaric. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. The ancient Greeks thought butter eating was so uncivilized that it was actually a uh, like a diss to people to call them a butter eater yeah it's kind of weird too uh i'll tell you what's weirder um the eagles didn't win the super bowl after we all thought they were going to wow and i gotta tell you something john there's something and i'm curious from everyone today just sort of uh i hate to ask such an open-ended question but i'll put it this way what's on your mind <laughs> what i mean is two days removed what's what's the number one thing hitting you because there's a lot hitting all of this i mean i, I give you 77 answers i could give you freaking a thousand answers but what's the number one thing hitting you Two days removed, less than 48 hours, uh, really just about 36 hours removed from the Eagles losing the Super Bowl. And I'll tell you this, John, whereas yesterday when we started the show and did the show, and I told you very clearly that um, the Eagles blew the Super Bowl, and I do believe that. I do, too. Yeah, I don't, I, don't wanna, I, I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm about to say today as being the opposite of what I said yesterday. I do believe the Eagles blew the Super Bowl. But I also believe two things can be true at the same time. And it's the second of the two that's more on my mind today. Two things can be true at the same time. The Eagles did blow it. The league also robbed the Eagles of a Super Bowl. And and that's for me. And it was a combination of last night just sort of absorbing more information. You look at stuff on social media, you know, for the 5,000th time. You think about it for the, you know, 600th time. And you're like, wait, 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 hold on a second here. The Bradbury flag, which was a farce, all right? Three different elements to it. And fundamentally, number one, it just wasn't enough of a hold to warrant a flag. That's number one. Number two, the timing of it within the game, meaning essentially it decided a championship. Number three, the timing of when the ref actually threw the flag. And I didn't know this until a caller pointed this out yesterday. The referee did not throw the flag until after the ball landed incomplete. And then the rest like, after Mahomes was pointing and complaining. Correct. So I will say fundamentally, I believe the Philadelphia Eagles, number one thing on my mind is the Philadelphia Eagles and all Eagles fans, all Philadelphia sports fans, I believe this, were robbed of a championship by the combination of the refs and the league. Now, let me detail this in three ways. One, Bradbury, as I said, that whole thing. Two, and this did not get nearly enough attention. And we talked about it yesterday, but not too much. Devontae Smith caught the ball. In the first half, he caught it. And they rolled it a catch until they said, nope. And they did not have enough evidence to overturn the Devontae Smith called catch. They didn't have it. Guys, we looked at that replay so many times that night because that was a long review. That was a long review. And we had a lot of camera angles on it. And we saw it over and over and over again. And I am convinced 
that there was not enough evidence to say that he did not maintain control of the, of the ball to the, to the ground. I, 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 it was a catch. And by the way, the Eagles would have had the ball on the 13-yard line with 55 seconds left in the first half, a first and 10 at the 13-yard line. Let's be real. Eagles probably go in for a touchdown. They would have a 28-14 to 14 lead at the half. The Eagles likely would have won the Super Bowl. So that's number two. Now let's get to number three. This is the one that you can say, well, it's, it goes both ways, and it does, but it affected one team more than the other. The field conditions were a disgrace. And while we talked a lot about that yesterday, I don't think I, I properly sort of accounted for the degree to which that likely impacted the Eagles more because of the Eagles' superior pass rush. And, and it was really only after our show yesterday, I'm reflecting as the day went on, and I'm looking at these plays, uh, Josh Sweat, he slips, and Reddick, he slips, and then Reddick, he slips again, and the, this guy slips. And, and I'm thinking, whoa, 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 hold on a second here. I'm to just act like this is even Steven, fair and square, proper, just? Guys, I, I hope I never say these words again, but I'll say it about the game two days ago. A Philadelphia sports championship was stolen from us. And you guys know, I am not, I, I, I hope people know, I'm not a skies falling, you know, guy that's, that leans into uh, outrage. I, I hate it. I do. I, I hate in so many different worlds, the political world, the sports world, all the sort of anger and fear that's out there in society. And oh, we were wronged when you're not. But sometimes you're actually wronged. We should have a parade tomorrow or Thursday. We're not going to have one. And I think it's an outrage. John, talk to me. You know, I, I do not. I, I don't share your sentiment okay. on that. I, I do. Uh, I'm as frustrated as you are. I, I do. I thought that was a catch by Devonte. I mean, that I was huge. It was a, a shame. It was a shameful field, uh, shameful call in the, you know the guts of the game that that really hurt. But you distance yourself the way you should have, and none of those things matter. And the the biggest thing that's working on me, the the thing that I cannot get out of my head. And there are there are a few, uh, but I guess the biggest one, we got 19 impending free agents on this team, mm-hmm. 19 of them. And and we were throwing some names around, you know, you know, leading in the lead up like, wow, it, you know, Javon Hargrave. He's uh, he's critical to the success of this defense. You know, C.J. Gardner Johnson, James Bradbury. We're going to have to do everything we can to re-sign them. 12 of these 19 impending free agents are starters, starters on this team. You know, we were thrilled. I was so thrilled that 22 starters who began the season were taking the field for the Super Bowl. You have a roster that's that loaded and you got outcoached and you lost the Super Bowl. And there were some circumstances that I agree felt unfair at times, but how is this team equipped to take that next step? You know, the, the, the post-Super Bowl power rankings coming out, the Chiefs are yeah. number one, we're number two. Are we? I, I, I worry that 12 starters might be headed out the door and we just lost a game where we were significantly better on paper than the opponent. There's no question. How do we manage this? 
This is incredible. The list, James Bradbury, Fletcher Cox, Andre Dillard, TJ Edwards, Marcus Epps, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, C.J. Garner-Johnson, Linval Joseph, Jason Kelsey, Rick Lovato, our long snapper, Gardner Minshew, Zach Paschal, Robert Quinn, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Isaac Sayamalo, and Dominican Sue, Kaiser White. Yeah. None of them have contracts for next season. Well, listen, that does hit me, but I will tell you, it certainly doesn't hit me two days removed from it the most. I know I'll get there, John. And look, we can get into it. Any any aspect of any of this anyone wants to respond to, you certainly can. 215-592-9494. Just curious, what's top of mind for you? Um, I do believe two things can be true at the same time. Eagles blow it. It's true. Refs stole it. It's true. Um, it's a tough one, man. James, I think I'm more in where you were yesterday. You, I, I don't like... You know, people respond to situations differently. People grieve differently. People, I, I don't know why yesterday, I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm where you were yesterday. Yeah, everything you're saying is exactly what I was feeling yesterday. And that's why I was like, I was heartbroken yesterday. Like I was, I kept saying I'm gutted. I'm, I'm crushed because, because I felt robbed. I felt cheated. And, and like, I'm a hundred million percent with you today. And, and, and I don't want to be like a Niners fan, the, the, the whiners. The 40 whiners, because I, I don't want our city to have that label. I, I thought their whining after the NFC Championship game was unjustified. I think our positions, those of us that feel what I feel, James, what you expressed yesterday, I think it's justified. Well, they were I, I whining think it's about an outrage. a football play. They were whining about a football play and situations where they made mistakes. Whereas this was a case, this was out of the Eagles' hands. The field was out of the Eagles' hands. The the flag out of well, the Eagles' and, hands. Well, and to find out yesterday that the guy that put the field together was 94 years old, that he's got ties to the Kansas City Chiefs, that he's been told by the commissioner of the league you can't openly root for the Chiefs, and the fact that he literally retired Sunday night after the game. I mean, look, I know I'm supposed to say God bless the, you know, the old dude. You know, he gave a lot to the league over 50, 60 years, whatever it was. I, I have heard of his name, Tundra or Tunda, whatever the guy's name. I had heard of him before. I mean, I know he's considered like an NFL legend. He's done the field for forever. But, I mean, that, that guy killed the Eagles. I mean, There's no oversight by no I mean, no one thought to say – on Wednesday, like, let's see how the field's looking? Yeah, no one thought to go run around on the field, make football moves, maybe have some football players they go out and did. test the field? They had that Well, opportunity. then take the paint off the field. Then, John, then take the paint you off. You got warm-ups. You got to go out there and figure out what shoes work best. And, and but no shoes work. could have that done was the problem. a better job in that respect. Yeah, that is that is an issue. You it's would be out of no your mind. If I mean, you were, John, if you were a player, you'd be out of your mind. Yes. I mean, they're, it's un, like it's unbelievable. It's embarrassing. It is. It's it's a big reason the Eagles pass rush didn't get home a lot. It is. It happened so many times. It did. So now I almost feel like I got to back off the Eagles defense a little bit. I feel like I got to back off Jonathan Gannon a little bit. I, I actually do. Well, no. See, I don't because I still think Gannon has to realize this situation and adjust. Do Yeah. Hey, this is the field you're playing on. Sucks. Yeah. Blitz more. Do this. Yeah. Be different. Change it up. So I disagree with that. Maybe the defensive players themselves a little bit off of that. All right. Let's go to the phones. To say the least, there's a lot to discuss. 215-592-9494. What hits you the most? 36 hours after the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. You know, I was down there. You know, I was trying to call y'all before I left my plane left at 3.30. But uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. 
The defense let us down. Yeah, I, I, I know they did. I, the I don't... defense let us down. Yep. And you know the worst part? You know the worst part for me is that we've been talking about Gannon all season, and everybody would come on your show and, and all Gannon this and the numbers this and the numbers that. But we all knew, man, that we was going to have a problem with Gannon, and it finally came to light. That's the thing about it, you know? And another thing, man, them damn Kansas City fans, man, was so – they was like – Really, like, high-strung. Like, even when they was losing, they thought they was going to win. <laughs> they, they, they was really like, y'all not going to win. We're going to win. And, and, and that's what was making me even more madder at the game, man. It was just, man, you just don't know, man. I, I, I feel the kind of way about that loss. Really, I do, man. Well, I know you I do. Really I, believe, yeah. I really believe that, man, we could have beat them. And my last thing is, hey, listen, Joe. Being on your show, man, making me famous, man. I met so many people <laughs> that was like, you're Tom from Dover. Awesome. You know, because I went down there with Philly Sports Trips. And I'm going to tell you one last thing, Joe. Hmm. A lot of people like you, but a lot of people hate you too, man. Oh, Rip. Tom. They be like, they love when I come on here and rebuttal you. Well, Tom, it, it was just funny. Yeah, but, 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 but Tom, here's what I don't get. Yeah. It, like, why do you tell someone that? I mean, that's like, tell, that's like telling a girl <laughs> – a lot of people think you're pretty. A lot of people think you're ugly. Wouldn't you not say that not, to the girl? You the wouldn't say way. that, right? No, not in a bad way. I ain't oh, oh, so oh, people. In a way. Oh, so in a good way, someone's ugly. Oh, okay. People hate you. Like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying, like you know, people was like, "Oh, Joe, this and Joe that," and I was telling them sometimes you got valid points. I, I went sometimes, 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 only sometimes, sometimes yeah, with a question yeah. mark. Tom, all right, Tom, good call, buddy. Always good <laughs> hearing from you. I'm glad you fame is finding your way. All right, so let me give you guys. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's phenomenal. <laughs> is what it is. It's awesome. It, it, Thank you, Tom. So let me give you guys um, some sobering facts. Oh great! All right, I hate to do. I That's really. That's what we need. We need to be more yeah. sobered right now. Yeah. So this dawned on me yesterday because John, you're talking out of the gate about you know how the Eagles. There's a lot of. Players, they, I mean, they're going to lose some players. There's no doubt about it. It's just a matter of what combination of players will they lose. And I thought of um, three things that are all facts, and I just want you to let them rattle around in your brain because there's an assumption the Eagles will be good again. We don't know for sure that they'll be great again with this group in the short term, but we hope they will be, and they certainly have a shot to be. But consider the, the three facts I'm about to say. Fact number one, after the 1980 Super Bowl, the Eagles did not get back to the Super Bowl for 24 years. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. It was my life until Yeah, then. exactly. Yeah, I know. Fact number two. After the 2004 Super Bowl loss, the Eagles did not get back to the Super Bowl for another 17 years. Fact number three. This is different. Fact number three. Not one player who has ever lost a Super Bowl with the Eagles, has ever played in another Super Bowl with the Eagles. Yeah. Just let it rattle around in there a little bit. I'm not trying to bring it down. I'm just saying it dawned on me yesterday. Now, look, they got from the Super Bowl in 2017 back in 2022. Six guys played in both games. Obviously, 17 was a win. But it dawned on me because there is an assumption the Eagles will be really good again, maybe really great again. I thought, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, if you had told me when the Eagles walked off the field in Jacksonville in 04, not only are they not going to be back, you're not really going to see a ton of future playoff success with these guys. I'd have been shocked. 
you're right where I'm. This is, I thought about all this stuff yesterday. That's part of the reason I was so crushed. I was like, it's really hard to get there. It's only happened yes. three times because in my life. Because here's what we don't know. And we again, guys, we're all eagled up in that, not the, the, the rah-rah of last week. But we, we love our team. We do believe there's a great group. We believe in jail and all that stuff. But, you know, how do we know that the Eagles aren't the Matt Ryan Atlanta Falcons that got there and almost win and, and lost. How do we know the Eagles aren't the Cam Newton Carolina Panthers that got there 15 and one, by the way, almost won and lost. Like, how do we know? I'm not trying to bring it down. I'm just giving I you. I think they're better than that. Well, I think they were too, but to your point, John, they're about to lose a lot of dudes. And yeah. I'm scared about that. I am too. The, the, and I am, I'm right where you're at, but I, I do think that Jalen is really special. Oh, he's tremendous. And I think he's going to get better, and I do think that that's like our, our beacon, our shining he, light. He's tremendous, and the other thing that will really help the Eagles is there there still is not a good collection of, of quality quarterbacks in the division or, or the in conference. the conference. Yeah. And again, they also still have Howie Roseman. Like, I, I, I get amazing. it. I get it, but, you know, he's not infallible. I mean, uh, look, I'm with see, you see the prior three or four years. Colin in Washington Township. What's going on, Colin? Yo, what up, guys? Hey, Colin. <clears throat> oh, man. That was a rough one. But, yeah. you know, it really just goes through my mind things that I think uh, really the most haunting is uh, that fumble just, oh, my gosh, I, I can't even comprehend how that happened still. Uh, the Quez Watkins thing was rough because, you know, I'd been a Quez fan, and John and I debated him over Pascal a few times. And I think going back to the preseason, I said to you that the only reason Pascal should be playing over Watkins is if Watkins proves that he just is that bad and falls off of what I thought was – a decent starting block last year, uh, and he really did fall off he like did. that. Especially, I mean, by the way, I, Colin, especially with a tremendous advantage. Think about it. What advantage does Quez Watkins have? Speed. It, well, the other – yeah, that's one. The other – there's talent everywhere. Wow, I mean, Quez, yeah. Quez Watkins <laughs> is supposed to reap the benefits of the fact that no one's going to focus on him defensively. You know, he, he's supposed to be the guy that's the, the most open. Because you got to cover Devontae. You got to cover A.J. Brown. You got to account for Jalen Hurts' running. You know, you're able to, to get open long because you got a great offensive line that gives the quarterback time. I mean, Quez Watkins' job was supposed to be, honestly, the easiest of all Eagles. And he still had a horrible year. Yeah. And, like, to lose snaps to Pascal, like, that's a disgrace. Pascal, I'm sorry, John. He's a glorified J. Jaw. Like, he just. His his numbers have never been good, and like I appreciate the blocking, but no one on this team has the speed that Watkins has. Few people in the NFL does, and what he does with that speed is run down the field so he can drop a pass that could have changed the game. Yeah, yeah, and we've seen it before. Quite yeah, Watkins, I cannot imagine he's back. I, it's just. He's not good enough. I mean, he played a massive role in the two games they lost with Jalen this year. He had a big play in both. Yeah. No, that's oh, right. It's a really good point, yeah. James. A really good point. Let's talk to uh, – but, 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 let's go to Mike right now. Hi, Mike. Good morning, gentlemen. Feeling Hi, a little bit better, a little bit worse. Okay. So, yesterday um, – yeah, yesterday was my day of just, like, grieving. It's just so somber, and uh, it was, like, my therapy session talking to you guys, and uh, – Today, today, my emotions flipped, and I am just flat out angry. And uh, you know, of the of the three things that we could gripe about, you know, between you know, the Levante Cole, Bradbury Cole, and the field. Listen, you know, the field is what gets me the most because, you know, Joe, it hit me yesterday too. I'm like, you know, that field condition that really hurt our defense. Yeah, it did. Yes. So every time I'm looking around, I see Reddick, you know, slipping and getting pancaked, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? But you know what? I am not at all 
taking any of those three events into why I am so angry. I am so angry because we got so disgustingly outcoached in this game. We saw, we thought, and, and, and I hate saying this because I love Nick and I want him to be here for so long. I see the, the potential with him. But we thought Nick was an elite. We thought this was an elite, you know, a group of assistants. They got schooled by what elite is. And Andy Reid is elite. Love him or hate him, that man is elite. He saw our weaknesses going into that game and he exploited every single one of them. I'm a big accountability guy, so I don't care about all the other events. You don't put yourself in a freaking position where those other events come back to bite you. Okay, you got to come in. You got to be prepared. We were so unprepared. We were so vanilla on offense. What what were our what were our wrinkles? A couple of little a couple of little dick screens to Goddard that one worked and one didn't. That was our that was our big you know surprise. Quez going down the middle. I, I, you know I didn't even need to see the player who's going to drop that ball. He sucks so bad. The defense. You know what? The defense can't make a freaking play. They, there's no killers on this defense. There's nobody a killer. Because you know what? On the other side of the ball, on the other side of the ball, I saw the Chiefs defense get into the line of scrimmage, stuffing the run. Where Everybody was covered. So I don't want to hear where the field had a really that much of an impact because the Chiefs were on the same goddamn field. Maybe they had some inside track knowing what cleat to wear because they had this, you know, this uh, guy that they know. Bottom line is they ran up and down all over us. How they ran up and down all over us was absolutely disgusting. And I'm just so goddamn angry because this was such an opportunity yeah, on no, a silver platter. I, I hear you, Mike. I got you, man. I got you. Look, it was a disaster. I mean, it was a disaster on a lot of levels. Let's go to Anthony right now. Anthony, you're on WIP. Joe, how you doing, buddy? John, how you doing? Hey, Anthony. Uh, Joe, today I'm going to have the call I wanted to have yesterday, but I didn't because it was, I thought it wasn't appropriate after the loss being so long. First, let me say this. To blame the refs in the field conditions, let's the ineffectiveness, ineffectiveness of our coaching staff off the hook. First of all, yesterday I heard you say that the, the, a defensive player stepped up and made one play in the Super Bowl 52 for us to win that game. What you failed to say, which is the more important point, is the reason why Brandon Graham made that play was because he was put in a position to do it because of an adjustment made by our defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. He moved Graham inside over an offensive tackle who could handle Graham's speed. He's playing defensive end all day. He moved him into defensive tackle. And that's, that speed is why he made that strip sack. That adjustment was made by the defensive coordinator. And that led to the deciding turnover of that game. Well, you're right about that. Yeah. I mean, Anthony, um, there, I will say this. Though, there's a part of this, Gannon... Eagles pass rush storyline that is not getting enough attention. And it's the greatness of Mahomes. Because, Anthony, the Eagles did have, and I'd have to go back and see them all to know exactly how many, but probably three or four times where they had what I'd call a, a good chance to sack Mahomes. But he wiggled out with his with his greatness. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, so. Oh, or our lack of greatness. Like when Jordan Davis is the guy who's in there at nose right. tackle and he can't move to make the play. I, I, I guess. But, but you know what I mean? Like, if that is most quarterbacks, those dudes are going down. Like, Eli Manning and Tom Brady would have gone down on those plays. They would have gone down. Yeah, probably. Anthony, to your to your point, the, the adjustment that uh, Jim Schwartz made to move Brandon Graham inside, you know, Jonathan Gannon did the same thing with Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick lined up inside in the Super Bowl and, and they stunted him and he almost got there. You know, it's just it, it didn't time up so that he actually did get there. Uh he he tried, Gannon tried, but I wanted to see more of that trying. 
more of the unique things, and and there just wasn't enough of that. Well, John, let me say this. When he did that with Brandon Graham, Jim Schwartz, that was the only time he'd done that in the during the year. Most of the time, from the stories I saw, I don't know that no, that's accurate. No, no that's not. Him no, a lot. he was inside a lot. Yeah, because Anthony, they, they would. Really, yeah, they, they. You guys are right. I don't want to yeah, say that. Yeah. But let me say this to you. It's not, and this is not being mentioned at all. To me, Jonathan Gannon coaches like a coward, and I'm going to tell you why. The Kansas City secondary played press man coverage most of that day against our receivers, which is a top unit in the NFL. They did it with four rookies in their secondary. Conversely, our secondary has three all pros, and we're scared to play a good, not great Kansas City receiving court the same way. And I just that that this eats at me like you would not believe. Well, I, listen, I do believe it, Anthony. I hear you. I hear your passion. I appreciate the call. I I I hear you. I don't agree with everything you're saying, but I I understand it eats at you because you're laying it bare for us. Uh, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Look, I, we're not even ready to pick up the pieces yet. This is let's still vent about whatever it is that hits you that you want to vent about. And it's a lot for all of us. I know it is. Joe to Cameron, John Rich on WIP. I, I got to tell you, this song right now really bothers me uh, a lot. I like this song. It was a good movie. It was a weird movie that was the name of that movie, James. Uh, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. And, and the reason I don't like it is because this song is called Bittersweet. Yeah, there's no sweet. There's no sweet. Yeah. There's no sweet. It's bitter and then more bitter. I mean, as I'll give you a, for instance, I'm going to give you a poll that is bitter and then more bitter. And you just got to determine which is the more bitter. Um, today's Twitter poll question of the day, which do you feel more right now? Two choices. A, the Eagles blew Super Bowl 57. B, the refs and league stole Super Bowl 57 from the Eagles. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. I'm telling you, man. Yesterday, I was oddly not as bothered as I am today. Upon reflection on all the nonsense by the refs and the league, now I'm getting more aggravated. Let's go to Saul in Northeast Philadelphia. Hello, Saul. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Saul. Always good talking to you, buddy. The best offensive line and the best defensive line didn't do anything with it. Where was Sanders the first half? Well, he's not very good, so they chose not to get him too involved. Yeah, he was playing poorly, and he was injured. They saw that in the first half? Yeah, you saw it on the first play. The very first play, he bounced it twice and fumbled the ball out of bounds. And fumbling the ball out of bounds made it made a second the eleven. Yeah, and went then into the locker room outside. because he was hurt. Yeah, he ran outside. Yeah, and that's not what he the does play. Not run outside. He has to run up the middle. Correct. Uh, Got to pick your spots. He picked it poorly. And then, and then and the defense all game they didn't do anything special. I mean, the number one defense, that nobody did anything special. No, no defensive players stood out in the hall. Well, that is true. Uh, Saul, so I'll tell you the one spot, well, two spots, I think people, and, and Saul, so, good, good stuff, man. Always love hearing from you. John, John, I'll just tell you two spots where I think the defense and Gannon are getting a little unfairly overly criticized. I really, I really believe this. One, the field conditions hurt the Eagles' pass rush a lot, and so I think they would have gotten home more. That's one. Two, you know, if you really go through it, and I went through it last night, first off, the defense gave up seven points in the first half. 
Now, it's not like the Chiefs had it a ton. The Chiefs had the ball four times. The Eagles twice got off the field with punts. Once the Chiefs missed a field goal, once the Chiefs scored a touchdown. That's the first half. So they gave up seven points to a spectacular offense in the first half. Now let's talk about the second half. In the second half, as we know, the Chiefs scored every possession. I'm not saying it was good. Believe me, I'm not saying it was good. It was three touchdowns and one field goal. That was what the Chiefs did in the second half. But let's go inside that for a second. Of those three touchdowns and one field goal, one of those possessions for the Chiefs began at the five-yard line. Mm -hmm. The five-yard line. The next possession in which the Eagles did give up a field goal, the defense did give up a field goal, the last possession of the game, they would have given up a field goal, but rightly got off the field a minute and 50 seconds earlier, but a bogus flag was called, negating the Eagles' chance to get the ball back and actually do something with a minute and 50 to go. I I actually think people are missing a little bit the reality that, trust me, guys, I get it. Defense struggled. Gannon struggled. But let's not act like it's quite as bad as everyone's saying. One possession starts at the five. Another possession, the Eagles reasonably did their job to get the ball back to Hurts and the ref throw flag. That, that, you know, Come on. You know, I'll st- John, I'll, stand, flags, I'll stand by that, that all offseason. All offseason. It, it was unfortunate that flag was thrown because it wasn't consistent with the way they were calling the rest of the game. But they had four possessions, the Chiefs did, in the second half, and they scored on all of them. I know. I get it. Chiefs are also a great team. They're a great offense with the best player in the league and one of the great masterminds of offensive, you know, design in the league. Let's go to Chris and Berwin. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. In case this is a last chance calling in this week, uh, great job on the morning show and look forward to seeing you. uh, Great job on the midday show. Look forward to seeing you in the morning show. Thank you, Chris. Chris. Thank you, man. Um. As for this, you know, obviously brutal loss. I'm of the mindset that they blew the game. I'm not blaming the refs or the field or anything like that. Um, just because Chiefs have the same have to do deal with the same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, we were up by ten at halftime. They had it in their hands. Gannon could finally have gotten that monkey off the shoulder that he's never beaten a great quarterback. But Andy Reid ran circles around him. I mean, he put his receivers who aren't that good to begin with in position to be wide open right and for me that that's on gannon right there like i get it that the players they have to take accountability in some in some areas but for me gannon blew that game look he had a bad game i i I don't think it's as simple as he blew it but he did not have a good game and i totally acknowledge that but i'll say this chris people calling for his ouster and i i hope he's hired by the other team and if he's not i don't want him back count me on the record as wanting Jonathan Gannon back as a defensive coordinator for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Just being, I'm just being honest, and I know not many people will agree with me. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And, uh, and then going to John's point about how, how do we, uh, moving forward, how are the Eagles going to look for so many free agents? I think the key is, is drafting. How do teams who have to pay their quarterbacks a ton of money be able to re- be successful is you have to have good, cheap players correct so they have to nail their draft because the chiefs had what five rookies starting that's incredible listen chris and if they don't draft pacheco probably don't win the super you gotta have great drafting you also have to have, to have great coaching the, the those coaches elevated the the team i agree and our coaches weren't able to do that with a much better roster and that is very troubling when that roster gets worse how much worse do these coaches look well yeah we're gonna find out a lot 
uh, on a lot of fronts. Um, and man, I, I'm struggling here. I, I just <laughs> because I know John, there's going to be roster backslide, and that's what makes losing that Super Bowl two nights ago so tough because it was such a incredible opportunity. It was the ultimate team, the ultimate opportunity. And we let it slip through our fingers. And with the, and I'll say this: I've seen a lot of sports in Philadelphia sports history. Obviously, all the teams, the four teams. I I don't think I've ever seen an easier path for a Philadelphia sports right. team. I thought the 0-1 Sixers had what I'd call an easy path to the finals. To the finals, certainly not in the finals. Shaq and Kobe loomed. We all know it. We knew it the whole season. It wasn't going to be Shaq and Kobe. It was going to be Tim Duncan and the Spurs. There was no getting around that in the finals, the Sixers were going to have a tough go of it. Um, to the finals, yeah, come on. A Vince Carter team with, yeah, not a ton. A Milwaukee team, yeah, big dog. You know, Sam Cassell, Ray Allen. I mean, very good players, but come on. They had no power forward. They had no center. They had no bench. I mean, they didn't. They had a bench. They had no bench. They had no center. Um, you know, but this was – I never seen – I have never seen from the start of the season to the final game an easier path for a Philadelphia sports team. And it was happened to be coupled with one of the great rosters we've ever seen in Philadelphia sports. And they lost. Mm-hmm. And they're to blame for that, and the refs in the league are to blame for that. Let's go to John and Maniunk right now. Hi, John. Uh, Joe, I was going to wait till Monday for the new morning show to call you, and uh, but I just, I just couldn't, I couldn't wait that many days to crap on this team and crap on this game. So, first of all, quite frankly, I don't want to hear any more people saying, oh, well, the Chiefs had to play on the same field. Yeah, they did. But guess what? Their, their, their quarterback had a bum ankle and was a statue. Our team strength was a rushing attack, a rushing quarterback, and pass rushers, all of which got nulled by the field. So, it's, well, it's not the same. It's, it's not. Old, it's old, not old, you're old. right. It's not it's the totally same. It's totally different. It's a totally is. different style, yeah. and it helps their team more than it helped us. So I don't want to hear that crap. And I'll, and, John, I'll, and I'll also just say, I think especially given the nature of how Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick rush the quarterback, they, yeah, they're, they, speed, well, they're yeah. speed dudes. Like, they Correct. get outside. It's predicated on speed and turning the corner. I'm not saying they're Von Miller, but you're trying to do some of that some of that stuff. You're trying to go fast, go low, and, and bend. And, and that is obviously negated by, you know, the field conditions. The field of this. And, it's, and, and it's unacceptable. It's, it's literally the Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's the only time the field should be perfect, and it was, it's unacceptable. But whatever, that's not why we lost. But I'll tell you what, I also don't want to hear people talking about the refs, too, because the refs, this is now two Super Bowls in a row, in my opinion. If you remember last year, Bengals-Rams, perfectly good defensive play to end the game by the, by the Bengals. Totally. And they gave them a crappy, totally crap, P.I. call that gave Stafford first and goal in the one, and they walked it in. And nobody like, so, ever talks about that, John. No one talks about nobody it. Nobody talks and I'll tell about you what, it. Now, now, let's be clear before I say this. None of them should be P.I. But our Super Bowl, we had probably more hands on Gronk than either the play last uh, on Sunday and the Bengals one. So, like, none of them should be P.I., but you're going to not – here's my point, though. The refs, you're right. If you're up by two scores, the refs can't control the game. You're absolutely right. But in a game that's that close – we, we, we did enough to win that game. We totally got hosed, just like the Bengals did last year. So I don't want to hear anybody talking about that crap either. We got totally hosed. That was Leon Stickle. That was, that was, yeah. that was how bad that was. No, it was. Old school flyer skull. No, I get Horrible. you. John, I get it. I get the reference. and I, I love your passion. Appreciate the call, man. Call us a yeah, lot man. in the morning, buddy. All right, man. I love it, baby. I'll All see right, you. You got Thanks, it, man. Um, listen, 
people nationally know it too. I mean, this is not a small topic. Like, as if, for instance, it, it is being the, the Bradbury phantom hold, which, yeah, it's a hold, but it's not a hold that should be called. There's, there's holds that shouldn't be called, and there's holds that should be called. As John's pointed out, holding goes on in every, every play with the offensive line. So let's understand the difference between a hold that should be called and a hold that shouldn't be called. Let's start with that. Second, his point about the Bengals game last year, no question. Cincinnati got completely jobbed. It wasn't, for whatever reason, that big a topic after that game last year. Case in point, a lot of people around here right now probably don't remember it. This is a major national story. I mean, people know that the Eagles got totally jobbed on Sunday night. Yeah, like people like Kirk Herbstreet, who call games for the NFL, are coming out on their own and saying, that should not have been called. This is outrageous. I mean, people who work for ESPN, Dan Orlovsky, all day yesterday. Even in the game, Greg Olson said it in the yeah. moment and then and then doubled down on it in the post game. So, like, yeah, there are a lot of national people, Pat McAfee, like a ton of, like, important football people who are saying the Eagles got hosed on that. And ESPN had a story yesterday. I'm trying to quickly find it, but finding it doesn't much matter because I, I know the nature of what it said. ESPN had a story yesterday that says that there are a lot of coaches around the league that feel the Eagles got completely jobbed. I mean, they're not going to go on the record and say it because, you know, you can't go on the record and say it. Right. Uh, I'm not saying this is – listen, the two worst I ever saw in my life that I can remember, I thought Seattle got completely <laughs> – Completely hosed. Completely hosed against Pittsburgh. Agree. Completely hosed in 05 against Pittsburgh. I thought it was a disgrace. And the number one I ever saw, ever, I saw, was I thought the Sacramento Kings in the 2002 NBA Western Conference Finals. (laughs) We found out since. Against the Lakers. No, there was no Donaghy reference in that. Are you sure? Yes, Donaghy wasn't involved in that. No, no. It was just a poorly officiated game. Well, it was around the time when there It wasn't Donaghy, though, I'm telling you. Right, not Donaghy, but there were issues in the league at that time. I mean... I don't know of anything you're alluding to. I'm just telling you it was a horrendously officiated game, and it impacted the champion, because whoever won that game was going to beat the Nets and win the championship. Uh, and then, of course, you go back to 72, the Olympics, and after Doug Collins' free throws and the whole thing between the Soviets and the Americans, you know, going on back 51 years ago. Uh, I'm not saying this is, is of that ilk, but this was bad, man. I mean, we should we should have had a parade this week. I really believe that. Let's go to Dan. And, and let's remember, these things set in motion, not just championships, but sometimes Hall it. of Fame caliber credentials and yeah i believe you it know? too i believe it too that things should have gone differently but but we needed to play better and we I needed agree. to be coached better and and we needed a better game plan they they beat us in certain areas that i didn't expect i agree to win i agree with you on that john so twitter and that's not that has nothing to do with the officiating so twitter poll question and again you can feel both but which do you feel more do you feel the eagles blew the super bowl more than the refs and lake stole Yes, I believe that we should have played yeah. better. What you said, what we you stopped the run. Yeah, what you said we there. We make a play on defense. Yeah, that's what I felt more yesterday. Today, my answer is more. What hits me more today is the refs and Lake stole it. Dan in Northeast Philadelphia. Hi, Dan. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, hey Dan. Um, so I I asked my buddy Keith, who I feel knows football much better than me, this question, and I don't know if it's a foolish question or what, but it correlates to what you were saying about the Devontae Smith catch, Joe. So if you are if you, if somebody's in the uh, process of making a catch and they're bobbling the ball and they step out of bounds, they don't have the opportunity to like finish the process of the catch. It's automatically an incomplete ball. So it kind of confuses me that if he has possession of the ball, 
How come when he steps out of bounds, it's not it's not a catch? How come he? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I'll answer, I'll answer that. I, I get what you're saying. You're basically you're equating it to when a player gets over the goal line, the play is over. And you're saying him having possession at that moment should make the play over. He's got it. No, because what the league's rule is, and I'm fine with this rule, the league's rule is you have to complete it through what you'd call, you know, finishing the catch, establishing that you fully caught it. And and I'm okay with that. that. I'm okay with that. that, Because I was so confused about that. And it's kind of like it's confusing in the sense because if they're problem, they can't finish it if they step out of bounds they can't retain possession you know well you have to not lose control and and my point with the Devontae thing dan is he didn't lose control no he didn't that's the whole that's the whole point like you you, the ball can actually this goes back to when the rule was changed after the des bryant thing the ball can hit the ground as long as you have control of the ball as it goes to the ground okay the ball hit the ground but he had control uh, Joe, I'm right, John, I'm John am I right about this here? I mean, he had control through the completion of the catch. Yeah, it it did look that way. Uh, and and here's I, the clear thing: there, clear, there, there, there wasn't was enough some question. But the fact that it was ruled a catch on the field, bingo. I think that should have dominated the deliberation. Yes, and and, and it didn't. And so, yeah, I think they missed that one. Dan, appreciate the call, James. Is there any doubt in your mind that given the fact? that on the field it was ruled a completion, that it should not have been overturned. Oh, without a doubt. Like, there's no question. It was like it was not irrefutable evidence. Whatever you want to say, you can have your opinion on it, but there's no way you could overturn that based on what we saw. No way. Guys, first and goal, 13-yard line, 55 seconds left. I'd have to look up how many timeouts, but I think the Eagles probably had, had one or two. I think they had at least one. It might have been yeah. two, but I think it was at least one. I mean, they're – they're probably going to score a touchdown, and that 10-point lead at the half is a 14-point lead. I mean, that, that's a killer, man. That is a killer. Let's go to Wade. Wade, what's up, pal? Hey, how y'all doing today? Struggling. Medium. Um, As much as it hurts me to do it, um, I called up here many times, and I talked about the four-point system. And that's our O-line against their D-line, I gave it to us. Our D-line against their O-line, I gave it to us. Our running – the team that runs the ball effectively, I gave it to us. Yeah. The quarterback that don't turn the ball over, I gave it to us. Four points, we win the game. Guess what? We lost three yeah. of those points. Oh, I'd so say I'd say all, I'd say all four. I think the Eagles lost all four listen, of them. No, no, I give us I give us the, the O line. I give us that just as a, and that's questionable. Oh, I don't think I so, man. I don't think so. Now, you, here's why I say that: Jalen was able to be effective, right, with the passing game, with his running. Yeah. So we we score points. So that's why I say I will give us the O line, and it's questionable. You know what I'm saying? But D line, we did not be a a, a, a a matter. We weren't effective there. We did not run the ball effectively. And then Jalen's turnover. That one turnover, I count that as seven points. It don't matter that the guy scored. So I know although it, it ended up being 14-14, but in my mind and in my calculation, we were down seven. It was 21-14. We never got over that hump if you look at things. You see what I'm saying? Now, there's opportunities throughout that game where we could have came back and righted that ship, meaning get a turnover. 
on them. That gives us uh, even Steven now. But we never got it. And really, when you look at the reality of it, that's what we lost by. That's what we lost well, by. Well, listen, wait, to- I, I appreciate you bringing up the Hurts thing because I think a lot of people, because we love Hurts, don't want to acknowledge the reality that that play was a, a massive play in the game. It, it, it just, listen, Joe, what I'm trying to say is this here. Hurts was not known to turn the uh, ball I over. I agree. Patrick was known to turn the ball over. Guess what? It flipped. I agree. So although I talk about that four-point system being in our favor, but we still have to go out there and perform at that level that we are better than on those in those four points. And when you look at it, that's where we lost the game. Listen, Wade, good phone call. I, I, I don't I don't disagree. I, I, I don't. 215-592-9494. Mike Quick will join us coming up at the uh, top of the hour. His assessment. Look, he broadcast the game. What he thinks went down and what it all means. We'll talk to Mike next. This is getting tough, man. I'm struggling here. I really am now more. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Pro and college hoops, hockey, MMA, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Bet on player points, assists, and rebounds. And you can also check out our pro basketball futures. Our center is plus 350 to win the MVP. Second best odds to the guy who's won it the last two years. I think this will finally be the year. And our team's tied for the fifth best odds at plus 1,000 to win the whole shebang. Join me now and new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 